Welcome to the Bob Harden Show, bringing you news and commentary to keep you informed and enjoying life on the Paradise Coast. And now, here's your host, Bob Harden. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's talking part by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning. Johnson's Air Conditioning is Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you'll give them a call. The website is johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. We have a terrific show for you today, including our guest Kathleen Pasadomo. She is our Florida State Senate President, also our, our state senator. We'll also visit with Boo Mortensen. Uh, Seton Motley is the founder and president of Less Government. And my wife, Linda, will join us for a segment as well. It is uh, March the 28th, and on this day in 1979, the worst accident in the history of the U.S. nuclear power industry began when a pressure valve in the Unit 2 reactor at Three Mile Island failed to close Cooling water contaminated with radiation drained from the open valve into adjourning buildings, and the core began to dangerously overheat. The Three Mile Island nuclear plant was built in 1974 on a sandbar at Pennsylvania's beautiful Susquehanna River, just 10 miles downstream from the state capital in Harrisburg. In 1978, a second state-of-the-art reactor began operating on Three Mile Island, which was lauded for generating affordable and reliable energy in a time of energy crisis. After the cooling water began to drain out of the broken pressure valve on the morning of March the 28th, emergency cooling pumps automatically went into operation. Left alone, these safety devices would have prevented the development of a larger crisis. However, human operators in the control room misread confusing and contradictory readings and shut off the emergency water system. The reactor was also shut down, but residual heat from the fission process was still being released. By early morning, the core had heated to over 4,000 degrees, just 1,000 degrees short of meltdown. In the meltdown scenario, the core melts and the deadly radiation drifts across the countryside, fatally sickening a potentially great number of people. As the plant operators struggled to understand what had been happening, the contaminated water was released radioactive gases throughout the plant. The radiation levels, though not immediately life-threatening, were dangerous, and the core cooked <clears throat> further as the contaminated water was uh, contained and precautions were taken to protect the operators. Shortly after 8 p.m., word of the accident leaked to the outside world. The plant's parent company, uh, company which is uh, Metropolitan Edison, downplayed the crisis and claimed that no radiation had been detected off the plant grounds. But the same day, inspectors detected slightly increased levels of radiation nearby as a result of the contaminated water leak. Pennsylvania Governor Dick Thornburg considered calling an evacuation. Finally, about 8 p.m., plant operators realized they needed to get water moving through the core again and restarted the pumps. The temperature began to drop and pressure in the reactor was reduced. The reactor had come within uh, less than an hour of complete meltdown. More than half of the core was uh, destroyed or molten, but had not broken its protective shell and no radiation had, had escaped. The crisis was apparently over, but two days later... On March the 30th, a bubble of highly flammable hydrogen gas was discovered within the reactor building. The bubble of gas was created two days before on exposed core materials reacted with superheated steam. <clears throat> on March the 28th, some of the gas had exploded, releasing a small amount of radiation into the atmosphere. At the time, the plant operators had not registered the explosion, which sounded like a ventilation door closing. After the radiation leak was discovered on March the 30th, residents were advised to stay indoors. Experts were uncertain if the hydrogen bubble would create further meltdown or possibly a giant explosion. And as a precaution, Governor Thornburg, Thornburg advised pregnant women and preschool children to leave the area within a five-mile radius of the Three Mile Island facility. This led to a panic, and the governor had hoped to avoid, when within days more than 100,000 folks had fled the surrounding towns. On April the 1st, President Jimmy Carter arrived at Three Mile Island to inspect the plant. He was a trained nuclear engineer and helped dismantle a damaged Canadian nuclear reactor when serving in the U.S. Navy. I believe he went to the Naval Academy, if I'm not mistaken. His visit achieved its aim of uh, calming local residents and the nation. Uh, that afternoon, experts agreed that the hydrogen bubble was not in danger of exploding. Slowly, the hydrogen was bled from the system as the reactor cooled. 
At the height of the crisis, plant workers were exposed to unhealthy levels of radiation, but no one outside Three Mile Island had the health adversely affected uh, the accident. Nonetheless, the incident greatly eroded the public's faith in nuclear power. The unharmed Unit 1 reactor at the Three Mile Island was shut down during the crisis and did not resume operation until 1985. Cleanup continued on Unit 2 until 1990, but it was too damaged to be rendered usable again. <clears throat> yeah, well, that uh, event certainly, uh, I would say, tempered our interest in uh, nuclear power here in the United States. It's a shame because as we're thinking about this green new energy deal, uh, nuclear power is something I think that would greatly enhance our ability to provide energy here in the United States. And uh, carbon dioxide, in my, my view, is a uh, it, it's, uh, it fuels a photosynthesis. There's no reason why we shouldn't have carbon dioxide in the uh, environment. In fact, it actually uh, makes the earth more flush, irrespective. Uh, nuclear power, we just don't have enough of it right now. We could do more. Well, the Metropolitan Nashville Police Department said on Monday that the individual who fatally shot at least three students and three adults at the Covenant School was 28-year-old and was believed to be a former student. Police Chief John Drake said during an hour press conference, uh, afternoon press conference, that the identity was confirmed to be Audrey Hale, a 28-year-old female that lived in the Nashville area. Drake said the investigation was ongoing, added that Hale does, not, uh, does identify as trans transgender. The mother of a Nashville school shooter appeared to be a gun control activist who'd once urged friends on Facebook to sign a petition calling for, to keep firearms out of schools. Now, isn't this ironic? <clears throat> so important, Norma Hale wrote on March the 8th, 2018 Facebook post as she shared the petition that stated, keep guns out of school, that appeared to be from a Sandy Hook uh, Promise Foundation. <clears throat> and it was her daughter that uh, shot up the school. In another post from February the 21st, Hale share, uh, shared another petition from Sandy Hook Promise urging uh, lawmakers to make large-capacity gun magazines illegal. President Joe Biden addressed the national school shooting from the White House on Monday, quickly turning the tragedy into a push for tighter gun control, of course. But first he opened with a joke about ice cream. Now, this is, this is a... So bad. This has such bad taste. I just can't believe that the president of the United States would do this. But uh, he was speaking at the East Room full of female business owners, began his remarks by joking that he had only joined them because he heard there was going to be ice cream. My name is Joe Biden. I'm Dr. Jill Biden's husband. And I ate Jenny's ice cream, chocolate chip. I came down because I heard there was chocolate chip ice cream, he said. And by the way, I have a whole refrigerator upstairs. You think I'm kidding? I'm not, Joe Biden. So sad that he's our president. Well, a, a prominent coalition partner in the Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's government said the nation's plan to overhaul Israel's judiciary had been delayed following a nationwide protest and the major union strike. <clears throat> NPC News reported that Netanyahu agreed with one of his hard-right coalition partners, uh, Ben Giver, that the Judiciary Overhaul Bill would be given an extension until the Knesset's uh, summer parliament session, which starts on April the 30th. A National Guard will be set up under Ben Giver's Ministry of National Security as part of the accord. The news of the delay followed nationwide strikes, which caused Israel's economy to grind to a halt. Israel's largest trade union announced the tr strikes in response to Netanyahu's decision to fire Defense Minister uh, Gallant Sunday at night for opposing his judicial plans. These strikes halted everything from medical services to flights to meals served at fast food restaurants. Tens of thousands of people also stormed the streets across the fury over Netanyahu's decision to sack his defense chief. According to the Associated Press, the protesters lit bonfires on Tel Aviv's primary highway, closing the thoroughfare and many others throughout the country for several hours. Protesters even broke barricades to the prime minister's home. Some clashed with police outside of Netanyahu's uh, residence. As reported by CNN, the judicial overhaul in question is a package of bills which all need to be passed three votes to pass three votes in the Knesset before they become law. The bill that has arguably caused the most fury is one that concerns the nine-member committee that selects judges. Netanyahu's government has proposed altering the makeup of the committee and rules in order to block the judges from having a final say on who can join the cabal. 
leftists argue against this new proposed rule uh, by Netanyahu. We talked about this yesterday, of course, with Mike, Mark Schulman, who was in Tel Aviv. And uh, certainly Netanyahu seems to be out of touch with what the people want. And I guess he's saying to himself, I want this, oh, and I, <laughs> I don't care what the people want. We'll see how this goes. Apparently, he believes it will be passed uh, in the new Knesset and then April the 30th. Well, no vice president has suffered from as many word salads as Vice President Kamala Harris has, and now more than a dozen. In her most recent slip-up, Harris began to talk in circles without getting to the point while speaking at Women's History Month event. So, and here's her quote, So during Women's History Month, we celebrate and we honor the women who made history throughout history, who saw what could be unburdened by what, what has been, she said, we see the suffragists, the riveters, the marchers, the mothers and the sisters and aunts and grandmothers and daughters, all the giants upon whose broad shoulders we stand. <laughs> what does that mean? Apparently, she's supposed to be a, 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 be giving a big speech today, an important speech in Africa. I can't imagine what that's going to sound like. Two former uh, White House officials said President Biden is frustrated with Vice President Kamala Harris's performance, even if he remains committed to keeping her in, uh, as a running mate in 24. The 80-year-old Biden, who has gone out of his way to praise Harris in recent remarks, reportedly has griped about his number two reluctance to take on risky assignments. A point of tension in the relationship is that I don't think that the president sees her as somebody who takes anything off of his plate due to the fear of messing up. I think she maybe have a, I don't know what's going on with her, but uh, I don't know how she could be so inept and somehow make it as far as she's made it to become vice president of the United States. <clears throat> well, uh, is the president going to get indicted? Well, the uh, grand jury is going to meet on Wednesday. Apparently, that's the next operation opportunity, but I, I don't think it's going to happen. So what's Alvin Bragg's story? He regularly gives speeches about his childhood, recalling that cops and civilians pointed guns at him uh, half a dozen times and says his hardships growing up in Harlem made him the right man for the moment. Unbelievable. But he actually, the report said, enjoyed quite a cushy existence and should stop distorting his past to justify reforms that would keep all but the most serious felons out of jail. He grew up in Harlem, all right, but one of the safest blocks around and up in middle-class enclave of brownstones known as Strivers Row. Further, he commuted uh, during his childhood to an elite Trinity school on Manhattan's Upper West Side, apparently costing over $50,000 a year, and he summer vacationed in Virginia. So uh, he should stop making this stuff up. <laughs> as, as you can imagine, he is a liar, unfortunately. This segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning. I hope you visit johnsonsairconditioning.com and give them a call. Also by Life in Naples magazine, be in the know and stay up to date. By reading Life in Naples, the website is lifeinnaples.net. Coming up, Kathleen Pasadomo, our state senator and Florida Senate president, that and more, right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. <laughs> Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harton Show here on the Bob Harton Broadcasting Network. I'm Bob Harden, the host of the Bob Harden Show. One of my favorites for breakfast or lunch is Lulabee's Diner, providing great service, fabulous food, and a rockin' good time. Lulabee's Diner is a throwback to the 60s, complete with great music and a fabulous 60s decor. What I like best is a blend of great food, great value, and terrific service. Most of the friendly waitstaff has been part of Lulabee's for years. I enjoy the great choices for breakfast and lunch, and you'll find the menu has everything and anything to satisfy your taste. Lulabee's offers catering, party platters, lunch boxes, and more. Lulabee's Diner will quickly become one of your favorites for breakfast or lunch. No reservations are needed. Check out the website at lulabees.com and stop by Lulabee's Diner, open from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m., seven days a week. Lulabee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center at the corner of Immokalee and Airport Pulling Roads. Stop by Lulabee's Diner for fabulous food and for a forever cool rockin' good time. Thank you. 
Collier County Sheriff Kevin Rambaugh says the number one reason the elderly become victims is isolation. The Collier Senior Center goes a long way in keeping seniors connected with the community and with each other. The Collier Senior Center, located at 4898 Coronado Parkway in Golden Gate, provides comprehensive information regarding services and resources that affect the quality of life of older adults and their caregivers in Collier County, empowering them to maintain independent and meaningful lives. Here's Esther Lully, director of Collier Senior Center. Everyone, every senior is welcome. There's diversity there. It's vibrant. It's a caring atmosphere. So there's a reason we offer the services and programs that we do. We want to help enrich the lives of senior members and provide support to their caregivers. Want to find out more? Visit CollierSeniorCenter.org. That's CollierSeniorCenter.org. Or call the Collier Senior Center at 239-252-4541. That's 252-4541. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by internationalhealthplans.com. If you're planning on traveling abroad, you should know that most health insurance plans here in the United States don't cover international travel. And you want to make sure that you can travel with confidence and be safe. And just for some very short money, you can get insured uh, for international travel. Uh, You can go to internationalhealthplans.com to find out more, internationalhealthplans.com. Coming up, we're going to be visiting with uh, Boo Mortensen and Seton Motley. Uh, eight dolphins have died after washing up on the shores of uh, the New Jersey of New Jersey on Tuesday. <clears throat> sea Isle City officials said that the Facebook post that the marine mammals were located on the 50th and 52nd Street beaches and the Marine Mammal Center uh, was on the way. Uh, a reporter said a, a helicopter was on the scene as crews created pools of water around the dolphins, covering them. With wet blankets and towels. See, this is, in my opinion, this is this nonsense about the moon, uh, sunbeams and uh, uh, windmills and wind uh, trying to create uh, energy. Uh, these windmills, I think, have created sounds that are distorting and uh, hurting the mammals, like whales and uh, dolphins. And the consequences is they're dying. And uh, this Green New Deal is uh, has unintended consequences, and it's as again it's based on a premise that uh, just isn't true that carbon dioxide is bad for the planet. It is certainly not bad for the planet. Uh, there have been times in the history of the globe that where the level of uh, carbon dioxide has been three or four or five times higher than it is right now. And what does it do? Well, it simply creates a, a more flush environment for the uh, globe. So. Uh, you know, this entire movement, I think, is crazy. Well, amid concerns about the Chinese government, U.S. Customs and Border Protection, CBP, reported a dramatic increase in Chinese nationals apprehended at the southern border through February. Border agents stopped 4,366 illegal immigrants from China along the southwestern U.S. border during the first five months of the current year. That's according to data published by the CBP's a monthly operational update, 1,136 of those were encountered in Texas sectors. By this point last fiscal year, there had only been 421 encounters, southwestern, uh, southwestern encounters with Chinese nationals, and 175 in Texas sectors. News Nation published a segment with one Chinese illegal alien who started his trip in Ecuador because the country does not require travel visas for Chinese citizens. The man told the uh, publication he paid $11,000 uh, to be smuggled by a coyote, I'm sure, to be smuggled into Texas. <clears throat> well, according to uh, recent research, Black Lives Matter, uh, the movement, related causes uh, uh, receiving an astonishing, and related causes, received an astonishing $82.9 billion not million, billion from corporations, a new funding database from the Claremont Institute is found. The Claremont Institute's Center for the American Way of Life explained that the necessity of their report in the article published in Newsweek, where the center asserted that the 2020 Black Lives Movement Matter movement was about just the rioting and was about more than just rioting and destruction. At a point of reference, $82.9 billion is more than the GDP of 46 African countries. 
2022, the Ford Motor Company profits were $23 billion, they also noted. The sum of $82.9 billion includes more than $123 million to the Black Lives Matter parent organizations directly, as well as more than to any other organization supporting Black Lives Matter agenda. The list reveals that several popular corporations from a wide range of different industries supplied the movement with a large sum of cash. Walmart, for example, which is based in Arkansas, gave a whopping $100 million in support of Black Lives Matter and related causes focused on racial equity. Amazon gave even more, supplying the movement with an astonishing $169.5 million. And Silicon Valley Bank, <clears throat> now... <clears throat> being taken over and the failure in uh, Claremont uh, in uh, Santa Clara, California, gave the movement $73.45 million. Meanwhile, the pharmaceutical company ABV gave the movement over $62 million in funding. Allstate gave $7.7 million to the cause, and American Express gave $50 million. Boy, it makes me want to cancel my American Express card. Apple gave $100 million, while AT&T gave $21.5 million. The movement and its causes received another $90 million from Nike, the shoemaker. $90 million from Nike. So where's all this money, and where did it go? That'd be a good question to answer in some sort of a subcommittee in Washington, D.C. Well, uh, Vice President Kamala Harris has reportedly won't return Senator Elizabeth Warren's Massachusetts, uh, phone calls after the Senate did not endorse Harris as the vice president in uh, 2024. Warren said it was a mistake and had tried to call Harris and apologize, but according to CNN, Harris has not return, <laughs> returned her call. Is this childish or what? Warren said earlier, I really want to defer to what uh, makes Biden comfortable on his team. I know Kamala for a long time. I like her. Uh, I knew her back when she was attorney general and I was uh, still teaching and we worked on the housing uh, crisis together. So we go way back. I fully support the president and the vice president's reelection together and never intended to imply otherwise, Warren said. Well, uh, the damage is done and <laughs> Kamala is pouting. Apparently she's very unhappy with Pocahontas or Elizabeth Warren. Well, by the way, Elizabeth Warren has decided she's going to uh, run for a third term as a senator in California. Unbelievable. All right, coming up, we're going to visit with Seton Motley. No, I'm sorry, uh, with a Boo Mortensen. Uh, we're going to find out what's new with Boo. We're going to do that and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden uh, Broadcasting Network. <laughs> Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harton Show here on the Bob Harton Broadcasting Network. Finish what you started with a Hodges University wheel. You can complete your bachelor's degree in as little as one year with your previously earned credits. What's the wheel? It's a customized bachelor's degree in organizational management. Learn about and apply the business, management, and leadership skills you need to advance your career. You can get unmatched educational experience with classes held once a week on campus in Fort Myers, in Port Charlotte, or Naples. You'll be immersed in classes taught by professors with real-world experience in the areas of business, management, and leadership. This degree can be applied to all areas of professional career. Learn more by calling 239-938-7700. That's 239-938-7700. Or visit Hodges.edu. Stay near and go far with Hodges University. you suffer from joint pain in your shoulders, hips, or knees? I was suffering from debilitating pain in my knees. On a referral, I saw Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine. He successfully treated my symptoms and pain for several months. Finally, having exhausted all alternatives for pain management, Dr. Markovich and I agreed that surgery was my best alternative. Dr. Markovich replaced both of my knees in 2006, and I now have full range of motion in both knees, and I have no pain. I now play golf and exercise free of debilitating pain in my knees don't suffer needlessly with joint pain call orthopedic surgeon dr george markovich with the institute for orthopedic surgery and sports medicine at 482-5399 that's 482-5399 he did a great job for me and he'll help you too 
times they're changing and trends in funeral services are no exception. The traditional, somber, formal affair marking one's passing is transitioning into a celebratory event where family and friends can gather more casually in a relaxed setting that incorporates the comforts of home. Each of issues unique. We're all made up of little details that makes us different and irreplaceable. At Hodges Funeral Home at Naples Memorial Gardens, there are many details that set them apart, differences you'll find nowhere else. Hodges Funeral Home at Memorial Gardens offers flexible chapel and event space, a modern funeral home, a celebration of life center, cremation options, and a 100% service guarantee. Call Hodges Funeral Home at Naples Memorial Gardens at 239-597-3101. That's 239-597-3101. Or visit the website, DignityMemorial.com. That's www.DignityMemorial.com. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host... Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Golf Shore Playhouse. Changing lives through exceptional theater experiences. You can get tickets down. Find out more by visiting the website, golfshoreplayhouse.org. Coming up, we're going to visit with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Right now, it's time to find out what's new with Boo. Boo Mortensen right here on the Paradise Coast. Boo had a, her own radio show in Madison, Wisconsin. Very popular, so great to have her on the show here today. Uh, Boo, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Well, it's my pleasure. It's always uh, fun to talk to you, Bob. Yeah, you too, Boo. So uh, what's top of mind for you today? Well, you know, I have to say that... <clears throat> You know, you and I have talked about the destructive value of social media, and everybody just seems so fractured because of all this political division and infighting. Well, they've done a test, and I think it's through the Wall Street Journal, and they say that the values that used to be very important to us, Mm -hmm. they started this uh, study in 1998, having to do with patriotism, uh, religion, and family, And, boy, it has declined dramatically. As an example, in 1998, 70% of the population said that patriotism, loyalty to the country was very important, and it's dropped down to 38%. That's shocking, isn't it? I think I, I read something, and maybe the same article, I'm not sure. The other thing that was kind of disturbing about all this is that uh, people said they didn't want to have kids. They were pretty indifferent about building, having a family. Yeah, isn't that? Uh, well, you know, I have to say that, you know, I have three sons. Uh-huh. Two of my sons have kids, and my youngest son decided, he and his fiance decided they just don't ever want kids. Yeah. I've, uh, I've certainly ha- I have friends who, uh, who are even older who <clears throat> made a decision early in life that they didn't want to have children, but they've adopted causes that uh, support children, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. Well, the other uh, part of this survey was, again, it started in 1998, and people feeling strongly about having religious affiliation. Uh-huh. In 1998, it was 62% of the population, and now that's down to 39%. Wow. Well, you, so you, why do you—what's what, what's causing the drop? And then, obviously, the last part of it is the drop in uh, family, family values and people not wanting kids. Yeah. Uh, What's—why is this dropping? Well, I think there's a <clears throat> uh, some driving forces here. It may, it may be cultural, political, but in my opinion, I think uh, uh, the left is trying to destroy the country and try and purposely trying to do all the things that you just described. In other words, uh, I think if if they started out in 1998, they'd say probably our efforts are being successful right now because uh, we don't want people uh, believing in families. We want to see kids going to school, and we want the government schools to have the control of the kids, not the parents. And, you know, you can go on and on with these various observations. But, you know, quite frankly, we've got to stop the, the direction that we're going right now because it's based on, I think, Marxism and communism. Wow. What do you well, think? I, you know, I don't know. I think there are a lot of different extenuating factors to it. Social media, I think, has something to do with it. You know, I blame everything on social media. Yeah. Um, and not only 
in regard to family values, you know, you, we always grew up feeling that we're making the life better for our kids and our kids will have a better life than we will. People no longer feel that. Right. They feel that their kids will now not have nearly as good a life as we do. Well, you know, I recall when I got my first full-time job, I thought I had a quote-unquote career. I'm one of the I'm the rare exception. Exception, I worked for the same company for over 40 years. Uh, but uh, most, you know, most young people right now, they don't, they're, they're kind of jobbers. They, they have a job, but they're not necessarily committed to the employer forever. Uh, their retirement plan is something they will have to develop on their own. I don't think they believe they'll benefit from Social Security or from Medicare. You know, I think uh, they're, they're basically saying, hey, we're on our own. We're going to have to do this on our own. I think you and I, and if I'm, I'll speak only for me, uh, back in the day, you know, in the late 60s, early 70s, we were thinking, you know, this is a good thing. We've got a job and uh, we've got a career and uh, let's just settle into it and get a good retirement. Uh, no, no, I don't. Yeah, se- settle into it and get a good retirement. I don't think people, th- kids feel that way at all. No. I, I think they, you know, we've talked about this before, <clears throat> that there's not extreme loyalty. They job hop. Yeah. I, what is somebody stays in a job now is two years yeah and so you know it's not you remember you used to get a gold watch for 40 years of dedicated service yeah when do you think they gave out the last person last company gave out an award for that yeah i know you know i've actually got a a, a clock on my mantle <laughs> that's that i got for some number of years of service i don't know what it is but uh yeah you're absolutely right and uh th- those days are long gone yeah, it's, it's, I don't know, we're going through a lot of significant changes, and, you know, maybe while you're in the middle of it, you don't understand the long-range repercussions, but it seems like it's, we're, you know, people having kids, that's bottoming out. Used to be, what was it, I think 50, 56% said that they, it was important to have kids, and now it's dropped to 30%. Yeah, well, I'll add this, and this is, uh, something that I read uh, a while ago, but uh, with the phenomenon of people working at home, apparently it's uh, spiked to a little significance. Anyhow, the birth rate here in the United States. So people are feeling like they have more time that they can spend with their kids. And also, by the way, their productivity is going up as well. So that's kind of interesting. So there's a lot of, I think, a lot of forces at work here. The other thing, Boo, I think, is that uh, the pendulum swings uh, one way and then swings the other. So uh, maybe this is that we're at an extreme at this point, and hopefully it'll uh, swing back. I've been waiting for four years for it to swing back. I've I'm not seeing any swing back yet. Yeah, well, you know, there's a phenomenal uh, phenomenon uh, of a religious, let's call it, a awakening among college students. You heard about the college? Was it in Indiana? I believe it was, and I can't even remember the name of the school now, but uh, that had. They had a, 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 a service, and it went on for over two weeks, 24-7. And now it's beginning to spread across the nation in different schools around the country. So, you know, may, maybe that's something that's going to contribute to a, a rebirth of values and uh, of religious beliefs. Well, we can only hope. The only thing that's gone up as a priority mm-hmm. is money. Well, you know what? That's that's disturbing too, isn't it? Because uh, that's now become. Did I read correctly? It's now the number one incentive for people to, in their lives. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. That's disturbing. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, um, you know, money has always been important. I mean, let's let's not ignore that, but it certainly has soared in its importance as a value. Right. Well, and you know, what you'd want to hear is that I want, I want to dedicate my life to, to doing something good for humanity and be of service to mankind. I want to be a stepping stone, not a stumbling block on other people's lives. And I want to be able to make money doing it. The first part's missing now. Yeah, it is. It is. Do you think that people are still as civic minded as they used to be? Well, it's a tough question to answer here in Naples, Florida, because uh, I think we live in a very unique place. It's supposedly the happiest and healthiest place in the United States. I think people here just go above and beyond to 
be active, to support organizations and causes and so forth. So uh, I think we're different here. I don't think that abounds in other places in the country. But, you know, I've, uh, based on what I see here, absolutely, I think people want to be of service. Yeah, yeah. But again, <clears throat> I think I, I think sometimes Naples is the exception to the rule. Yeah. Oh, definitely is. Definitely is, boo. Well, you know, uh, I really appreciate your bringing these issues to uh, to our f- focus right now. And we'll have to see what happens. But uh, what you're saying is, uh, and, and these surveys by the Wall Street Journal, they're very disturbing. And, and uh, quite frankly, hopefully we can turn this around. I hope so. Um, it'll take time. You know, I think there has to be sort of a quantum shift. I Again, I'm, I, you know, I, I say this a lot. I, I'm very concerned about the influence of TikTok, yeah. social media, kids' obsessive, obsessiveness with it, yep. uh, which increases their isolation yep. to some degree, to a large degree, and just not feeling strong loyalty to the country. Yeah. I mean, I always feel that every, <laughs> every single American, we all won the lottery by virtue of our birthright. Absolutely. Doesn't Boo. get any better than that. Can't get better than that. Boo, I really appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. All right. All right, coming up, uh, we're going to be visiting uh, with Seton Modley, the founder and publisher of History Central, I'm sorry, of uh, Less Government, that and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. <laughs> Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harton Show here on the Bob Harton Broadcasting Network. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Finish what you started with the Hodges University Wheel. You can complete your bachelor's degree in as little as one year with your previously earned credits. What's the wheel? It's a customized bachelor's degree in organizational management. Learn about and apply the business, management, and leadership skills you need to advance your career. You can get unmatched educational experience with classes held once a week on campus in Fort Myers, in Port Charlotte, or Naples. You'll be immersed in classes taught by professors with real-world experience in the areas of business, management, and leadership. This degree can be applied to all areas of professional career. Learn more by calling 239-938-7700. That's 239-938-7700. Or visit Hodges.edu. Stay near and go far with Hodges University. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Choice Social. Choice Social is a new, refreshing social networking platform. You can find out more and download the app by visiting choicesocial.us. We have with us Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Seton, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Seton. Tell us about Less Government. Yeah, we exist to reduce the size, scope, and sphere of influence of government, and uh, I think I have a better shot of it in Belize. Yeah, and by the way, Seton just uh, moved to Belize. I have to admit, three months ago, I have to admit, I'm experiencing a little bit of envy. It sounds really wonderful down there. In fact, it's funny. Yesterday, I I met with my contractor, and uh, he's actually involved in politics down here. And when his his they're gearing up for the president, the prime minister election next year, and he wants to introduce me to his conduit to the to the good party down here. Wow! So I might actually I might actually pull a Sandra Bullock. Have you ever seen the movie Our Our Brand Is Crisis? 
she and Billy Bob Thornton are opposing political consultants running a presidential campaign somewhere in Latin America. <laughs> and so, uh, I'll redo that. So, Seton, you wrote a piece in uh, Less Government, Shareholder Activism, Judicial Ridiculousness, and IP Destruction. Maybe you can tell us about it. You know, it's funny. It's this, it's this IP case that just won't die. First of all, shareholder activism, for people who may not be aware, these leftists buy infinitesimal percentage of shares of a company, a major company, yeah, and then show up at the shareholder meetings, which are usually very, very poorly attended, mm-hmm. and then put on the agenda to be voted on ridiculous anti-business practices to destroy the company. Right. And they sometimes pass because no one goes to these meetings. And what happened was that the, um, at Qualcomm, which is a, a company that's kept us in the lead on wireless technology, for, they invented how to connect a phone to an internet all the way forward. And some shareholder activists had sued saying that they, the company lied about its business practices um, and th- this idiot judge, uh, she's a female Asian who's, I, it's a tough name for me to remember. It's, it's an Asian name. And she's a Biden appointee. She just got her gig. And she ruled that because Qualcomm didn't make it very well known, th- th- what the business practice is, they have patents and they have chips. Yeah. And you've got to pay for both. You've got to buy the chips and you've got to license the patents. And the judge ruled, well, Qualcomm doesn't make that very well known, and therefore the shareholders didn't know, and therefore this case can go forward. Well, this is absurd, because we just went through one of the hugest intellectual property cases in the history of the planet, Apple versus Qualcomm. Right. Apple and Qualcomm, Apple had signed uh, contracts up the wazoo for years and years and years to use both the chips, Qualcomm's chips, and the... License the patents. And then they, in 2017, February 2017, they just decided to stop paying. And it became this gigantic case. It went on for years. Um, you know, well, for, you know, first of all, let me go back. Caveat emptor leftists. If you buy stock in a company and you don't do your due diligence on the research, yeah, that's your own damn fault. That's right. But let's, you know, let's move to where the judge ruled that this wasn't well known. This case got to the, the D.C. Circuit right before the Supreme Court. Then, and, and finally, it was a huge settlement. Apple paid, I think, about $6 billion mm-hmm. to Qualcomm, admitting, that you know, admitting hey, we, get, we signed these contracts. We acknowledge we owe the money, and here it is. And then, but they keep suing. And the Supreme Court just refused twice to take up the case of Apple trying to, again, not pay for the, for the patents and the licenses. Wow. So this is one of the biggest cases in the IP and legal world in the last decade. So for the judge to say, oh, they didn't know about it. Well, if you're at all involved in these worlds, you know about it. Yep. So the, the ruling is just ridiculous. And again, we're back to what the Obama, I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to write about this this morning. We're back to what the Obama administration was trying to do, which was undermine patents via ridiculous antitrust claims. And, of course, antitrust is you have a monopoly and you're not supposed to. Well, by definition, a patent is a government monopoly, government-granted monopoly. It's, by, it's, like, it's like suing Shaquille O'Neal for being tall. Yeah. It's, in, it's inherently what it is. And oh, the, the Obama administration had tried to use antitrust, and now I'm concerned with this ridiculous radical uh, leftist Lena Khan in charge of the FTC and promising when she on her way in the door, I'm going to completely revamp how we view antitrust law, meaning dramatically expand government's power wielded under antitrust. I'm afraid we're going to be back there again now that we've got a judge because this ruling in part was about an antitrust claim, which of course, again, is absurd because it's a patent. Of course, they have exclusive rights to it. It says so right there in the Constitution. It's just unbelievable. Satan, and, you'd, and you'd think, uh, apparently it's not well enough known. Well, you know, the, people can get the information they want if they want to do some research and whether they want to be uh, invest in the well, company. Like I said, caveat emptor. If you're going to buy <clears throat> stock in a company, 
perhaps you should do some research in the company. Absolutely. I don't know. That's a crazy thought. You know, I've, I've said the, the chief reason for our, one of the main reasons for the U.S.'s demise is we have at our, at our, in our hand, in a device, access to all the information in the history of humanity, and government schools have created 50 years' worth of people too incurious to avail themselves of it. Yeah. And, I, you know, now, do I, think that, do I think they don't know? No, I think they know. You know, these, these shareholders. I think they know. I think they're lying. And I think the judge knows they're lying and let them go forward anyway because she's a Biden appointee and she's a total leftist hack. She's not a judge. You know, that's just me from a million miles away. This reminds me, I think it was a, I think it was Mark Twain that said, uh, don't let uh, your attendance at, pu at public schools or government schools. Don't know. Don't let your education interfere with your, uh, don't let schooling interfere with your education. That's exactly right. <laughs> Which that, yeah. is such a clever statement, but that uh, certainly proves true today, doesn't it? And I, and I, I said, uh, uh, education and knowledge are often mutually exclusive. Yeah, they are indeed. And in fact, I'd like to add one other. Mark Twain wants to find patriotism as supporting your country at all times and your government when it deserves it. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I That's think, right. I Which it, is rarer and rarer and rarer these days, the latter half of that phrase. Absolutely. Seat uh, Motley, again, the founder and president of Less Government. I encourage you to visit the website lessgovernment.org. You can also find out more by uh, visiting uh, Less Government on Facebook. Seaton, always appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much, sir. My pleasure, indeed. All right, coming up, we're going to visit with Linda Harden. That and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the uh, Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Blue Provence Restaurant is a favorite dining destination for many Neapolitans, including Linda and myself. Blue Provence, located in a historic building in the heart of Old Naples at Creighton Cove, offers a mix of French bistro cooking with bold, fresh Floridian flavors. Experience award-winning cuisine at Blue Provence and enjoy one of Florida's most extensive, eclectic, and fun wine cellars. Dining your choice of the popular Eden Bar, the intimate courtyard garden, or the beautiful Provencal Caribbean dining room. Enjoy a wonderful and memorable evening in a casual and relaxed atmosphere that includes a taste of Provencal hospitality. Blue Provence is open seven days a week, all year round. Visit BlueProvenceNaples.com for reservations, everyday specials, and coming events. That's BlueProvenceNaples.com or call 261-8239. That's 261-8239. Blue Provence French Restaurant in the heart of Old Naples. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the Foundation for Government Accountability. We get the politics and know the policy. We prepare your elected officials to win in the state legislature and the federal government. Also, you can find out more by visiting the website, thefga.org. We have with us Linda Harden. She's so knowledgeable in all the things that are happening around the world, as well as right here in the United States. Linda, thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. I need to take a break from the, you know, the news. It's just so consuming. It's just like... We need a digital detox every once in a while. Yeah, it's a, no, it's true. But, you know, the other evening, you and I watched Tucker Carlson today on Fox Nation. We watched the story about Scott Hamilton 
I was just riveted. I mean, it, it was just an unbelievable interview. And I, for those of you who don't know who Scott Hamilton is, who yeah. aren't as old as we are, um, Scott Hamilton was um, Olympic gold medalist in figure skating for the United States. And um, his story, like you said, was, I knew some of it. I knew about his cancer struggles, um, but I didn't know a lot of it, like yeah. you know what he what he dealt with, how, that he was adopted, yeah, um, that his mother was so special in his life, and and even after he died of cancer, she was just so uplifting for him. I mean, we could go on and on and talk about it. Cause it was just well, the important thing is uh, for our listeners, uh, please do n- make a note. It's worth your uh, uh, attention to go to Fox Nation, take a look at Tucker Carlson today, and the the, the episode on. Scott Hamilton is just absolutely inspiring, so inspiring, because he had so much going against him in his life, and he turned it all around and making it all so something special. And he makes everything, what's really incredible, uh, he's gone through nine uh, brain surgeries because of uh, his uh, cancer and his, and his brain uh, tumor. Brain tumor. Uh, and uh, he he approaches everything with a sense of joy. It's just unbelievable. And so, he thanks Jesus for that. His yeah. relationship with Jesus Christ. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, anyhow, and by the way, he still has the brain tumor. He's living with it. I know. And, and by the way, the irony is that uh, he was diminutive when he was a, a child. He, nobody could understand why he wouldn't grow. Mm. And uh, it turned out that he had that brain tumor since birth. His whole life his whole life uh, unbelievable it just gives me goosebumps just to talk about it again because it was it was so inspiring absolutely so what's uh, so you need to get a detox you say from well that you know every morning you ask me what's on the top of my mind and and usually it's like one thing yeah today it was like six uh. and and um one of this is about the shooting in nashville that this transgender person who the mainstream media is trying to to um, distract from, yeah. um, uh, kind of destroys their narrative. Doesn't it, it destroys their narrative. The other thing was that, that, um, all the networks, and they were just saying that on Maria Bartiroma because I can't watch Fox and friends anymore. And I, I can go into that at, at another po- time, but, um, all the networks were saying, oh, well, the president of the United States is going to be commenting on this shooting and, and, you know, a somber event, whatever. Guess what he does? He comes up and jokes about it. Yeah, hey, I heard you got some ice cream down here. You know, I have a whole, and, whole and freezer of ice cream. And he's popular. He's, he said he's popular for his Ray-Bans and his love of Jenny's um, chocolate chip ice cream. Fox, uh, Fox in the afternoon they were said we've got to turn away from this. You know, this is the, it, it was he's the president of the United States, and to come down illegitimate, the, the illegitimate, true. Uh, he comes down, and this is a time where he's about to to make an announcement of, and, and about his thoughts on the loss of these children and the adults at, at the school. And he comes down and starts making a joke. This is it was so inappropriate. I just can't imagine the president of the United States behaving that way. Well, because he's illegitimate and someone else is pulling his strings. I guess. I mean, do you think, it, do you think somebody planned that? I, I think I, it was. I think it was own foolish judgment. He somehow. Well, well, every once in a while. Oh, by the way, mm-hmm. they don't script him. Yeah. And then he just screws it up royally. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, every which way. Oh, by the way, another top of mind thing, real quick. Guess who's going to make a major speech today? Oh. Kamala. Yes. <laughs> in Africa. Yeah. No, war. What, what's Ghana. It? Ghana. <laughs> we can't miss salad. that one. Um, can I just bring up real quick, too, that, um, you know, while, while I'm just so sick of most of Fox News, except for Tucker and the, their evening shows, but Tucker specifically, and, and Marie Bartiromo on Fox Business. Fox Business is a total animal, different animal as far as Fox. They, they actually, they don't, by the way, they didn't even cover um, Biden at all yesterday. Huh. Fox Business, because you know where, when he came on? During Charles Payne's show. So Fox Business doesn't even cover that nonsense. Um, but, and, I, and now I just lost my train of thought. Well, you were, you were going to make some comments about, I, I don't know what you're going to say. <laughs> but, oh, oh, I know. But well, I, it came back to me. So, so while people are getting totally disgusted with, with the mainstream media and what else to watch, I have to highly recommend. And it's hard for some people to, who, who aren't um, on the computer all the time like we are. But streaming services have become so, so popular. Yeah. And I have to recommend 
go to the App Store and download, just put it on your um, computer or whatever. We get it on our TV because we get it through Apple TV on our, on our TVs. But Real America's Voice. Yeah. I'm telling you, they're doing shows this morning. Uh-huh. Um, John Frederick's radio show started at 7 o'clock. Then um, Ed Henry and, and um, Karen Turk are doing American Sunrise at 8 to 10. They're all doing it from guess where? East Palestine, Ohio. Are they really? Yeah. And Ben Burkwam, he's, he's with Steve Bannon all the time. If you can watch War Room at 10. I'm telling you, these people don't take a vacation. And they are talking about the news all the time. And, and it is so, I mean, I can't stop watching it. I'll tell you who else doesn't take a vacation is Steve Bannon. Oh my goodness, <laughs> he is he is doing something all the time, and I don't I don't know if he sleeps at all. And who's that young lady? Natalie Winters. Na- Natalie Winters. She hosted the Steve Bannon show. Now, my geez, I think this is the most widely watched podcast uh, in the world, if right. I'm not mistaken. Natalie Winters, who's 22 years of age, uh, and she just graduated from University of Chicago. University of Chicago. She, she is, is so composed. She is so smart. And then she says, she says, excuse me for interrupting, but I have to say this. She said that Steve Bannon is the smartest person she's ever met. And this little girl is just, I mean. She's brilliant herself. Her, 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 um, the way she talks, everything is like way beyond her years. She's brilliant. She is indeed. So uh, uh, those, those are good recommendations, by the way. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, uh, Real America's News also. No, Real America's Voice. Real America's Voice. It's very al- important because there's other stuff out also, there. Also, I think, broadcasts uh, Trump's uh, rallies. Well, sure. I mean, they, they, and by the way, Newsmax, which is not my favorite, but that's back on. Um, uh, they settled their differences. On cable with, with um, whatever, Discover TV or whatever uh, it is. I think it was, uh, I've forgotten too. But it doesn't matter. But but Real America's Voice is, it's run, it, it's owned by a Christian um, man. Uh-huh. And he is bringing the best, best and brightest to that. And he's determined to get, the real word out while while the mainstream media is thinks the rest of us are stupid and will feed us all their uh, propaganda that the that um, the Biden quote unquote administration is pushing. Real America's voice is awesome. Charlie Kirk is on after Steve Bannon. Yeah, um, they have full a whole um, full days of, of news every every single day. And Steve Bannon works on Saturday too from ten to twelve. Yeah. Which is amazing. But I, I strongly encourage to go to App Store and call not Real America's News, Real America's Voice. You can get it on your computer, you can get it on your iPad. We like I said, we get it on our T V so we never miss we never miss it. Right. It's it's it is Oh extraordinary. can I just mention sure. um how real quick that Gwyneth Paltrow um trial in, in Colorado Talk about dumbing down the American people. This woman, who's an actress and makes zillions of dollars, is being sued by this guy she skied into in Park City, Utah. Mm-hmm. He's got brain damage as a result. Hmm. And and she's and, she's claiming that it was something akin to uh, sexual assault. Well, she said that was she's she was mistaken about that, but she thought someone was coming behind her to sexually assault her. And then she says she the the attorney says. How were you inconvenienced, Miss Paltrow, by this whole? She says, "Well, I lost a half day of skiing." Well, this guy, <laughs> this guy is into the hospital, <laughs> just just to show you how the Hollywood elite are just so out of touch. Linda, I just really appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Welcome. All right. Well, that's a wrap here today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. We've got great guests for tomorrow's show, including. Uh, Bob Levy, the chairman of emeritus of the Cato Institute, will also visit with Andrew Joppa, professor and author of Josephus of Oz. I always appreciate your comments on the show. You can send me an email at bobharden at hotmail.com, bobharden at hotmail.com. Also, if you enjoy the show, tell your friends. That's one of the ways we spread the word and support our advertisers. I hope you make it a great day on the Paradise Coast or wherever you are. Namaste. <laughs>